Test, test, test. Here. Don't, no bite. No bite. Good baby. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. That's right, it's Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I am your host, Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. Bijou is currently not enjoying a Whimsy's Alligator. Whimsy's Alligator is the never-to-be-sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera, but we still give him a shout-out anyway, and we still put our Amazon affiliates link to Whimsy's Alligators down below in the description box. If you want to get Whimsy's Alligators, keep your dog's teeth clean, won't kill your dog, or hasn't killed my dog in 7.5 years. Anyway, check out Whimsies if you're interested. If you're not, I don't know what to tell you. I'm so tired of arguing with you guys about this. You either try Whimsies or you don't. I'm, I've had it. I'm not going to do this with you guys. Well, today's episode will be called A Return to Zamunda because I'm going to tell you guys what happened with me and this little movie coming to the number two, coming to America which was the sequel to Coming to America, the movie we all loved from the late 80s, early 90s. I don't remember when Coming to America came out. I just know that a lot of us loved it, that it was an American classic, is an American classic. It's one of the movies that everybody loved. And I wasn't originally going to watch it because I wasn't that interested, to tell you the truth. And then I started seeing all the online hate, people acting like it was the worst movie ever. It was a cinematic crime. So I was like, okay, let me check this out since it's supposedly so horrible. Because if there's a train wreck, I'm probably going to want to see it. And then I watched it, and it was actually very cute. And then somebody, Victor Martinez Jr., who's a friend of mine, used to run the garage mic. I think I've mentioned him a couple of times on this podcast, but... Victor Martinez Jr., who I do like very much, said that I was just being a contrarian. And it was like, I don't know if people understand that about me, but I don't have time to argue with you guys about nothing. I don't care about most things. But if I see something and I think it's good, then I'm going to mention, hey, this is good. Maybe you guys should check it out. And sorry if I'm breathing hard, but I had eight slices of pizza tonight because it was Mandy Storen's birthday, who is Chris Storen's wife. <sighs> And so I ate eight slices of pizza and I'm a little bit full. And Bijou can't have a whimsies right now because we recorded an Unbothered yesterday, but that Unbothered has a guest. And I wanted to be able to chat with you guys one on one before I reintroduce the guest uh, to the podcast. But anyway, so what happened was I decided to watch the movie. It was actually good. I don't have time to argue with people about nothing. And I wasn't putting it up to argue. I was just presenting what was my opinion on the movie. All I said was I saw Coming to America and it was actually a cute movie. That's what I put. And then my friend Zorba chimed in, which I gave him a shout out on Facebook not too long ago because somebody was giving him a hard time about the way he's dressed, which I've known Zorba forever and he's always had his own style and it's kind of quirky, but it's it's nice. It's dapper. And so I mentioned that, you know, he was always writing. He's a good guy. He's smart. He's funny. People have always given him a hard time. And, you know, I was just showing him some support. And I still mean that, but... It was just like Zorba chimed in and he was like, you know, the writing was illogical and whatever else. Because first he just said it sucked, which I'd already seen on his page that he thought it sucked. You know, he's one of the people that when I saw it, I was like, 
well, I guess maybe I'm going to have to check it out since it's supposedly so bad. So he said it, it sucked. And I was like, nope. And then he like went into his thing. And it's like the writing's illogical. Well, what movie has logical writing, to tell you the truth? I mean, outside of autobiographies, which even those, they tend to stretch the truth and make things what they need them to be. So for me, it's like, do you know Zamunda isn't even a real place? So if we're starting there, then... I don't know what you expected to be so real about this particular movie. I get it if you didn't like it, but really, what are you trying to argue with me? Are you trying to argue with me what my opinion is on the movie? Because I just said it was good. I didn't argue with you when you said it was bad. I didn't even comment when he said it was bad because I hadn't watched it yet. And like, unlike a lot of these goons that like to get mad about nothing, I check things out first and then I'm like, okay, let me see what's going on here for myself. I have no time to just be assuming things are bad when I don't know or even they're good for that matter I like I said I'm not contrarian I that's one of the few things that gets on my nerves like really gets on my nerves is when people call me contrarian because it's like I don't know why you would think I just want to argue for the sake of arguing I don't care that much about the average person's opinion I mean like when I hear average person in the first place I feel like yeah there's a reason you're average because your thinking is basic and I don't want to get caught up in basic thinking. I'm always one though to check things out for myself and that's why when I do the topical videos and I mentioned this not too long ago, I just, I, I watch or read a couple of things on whatever the subject is and then I'll process that or take a day or so or at least a couple hours to process it and then I'll record a video because I don't want to talk about things that I don't know about and I also don't want to talk about anything that I don't have a feeling about. But when I watch Coming to America, and keep in mind, I've gotten into it with Leslie, Leslie Jones, who, spoiler alert, Leslie Jones is on the movie Coming to America. And, you know, I thought she was very good in it. Actually, I thought she kind of made the movie. So if you've even got somebody in the movie that I don't particularly care for, that I've gotten into it with, and I still love the movie and I would use the word love because I thought it was so cute I mean like yeah it wasn't the same belly laughs that I get from watching coming to America the original but I also don't live in the past that way I'm willing to accept that this is going to be a different experience and it's 30 years later it's its own ride so let me watch it and let me judge it on its own merits and not necessarily against the other there were a couple of nods to the old one and I thought that was good. There was also a nod to um, Trading Places, which was another fa famous Eddie Murphy movie. Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd were in Trading Places, and that was a really cute movie, a really good movie, really funny movie, in my opinion. But that's all I'm ever talking about is from my opinion. I'm not ever trying to make it like I'm the final word in anything. I just know what I like, and I know that there's a fair amount of people that have the same or similar sense of humor to what I do or sense of what's good and what's bad and so I just give like little nods to my people and I'm like check this out baby you'll like it baby you'll it, it was for me it was just a feel-good movie which was one of the things that I think we need more of right now is like feel-good movies or feel-good songs just it didn't talk about Donald Trump it wasn't you know which I'm tired of people talking about Donald Trump can we stop blaming Donald Trump for everything it's time to move on America when it comes to that it's just so exhausting with people constantly coming up with reasons to bring up Donald Trump Andrew Cuomo 
is a thing that's happening right now. But instead of talking about him, you're still bringing up Donald Trump. So I don't really know what you're trying to accomplish. I don't know what your end game is here. But I've gotten tired of people with their, well, when about Donald Trump? Well, what about him? He's not in office anymore. So I don't know how long you want to live in that toxic relationship that you toxic one sided relationship that you had with Donald Trump because Donald Trump didn't do anything to you personally. That's the other thing people forget is nothing Donald Trump did was personally to you. So stop acting like you raped your mother already. I, it's it's so exhausting with these people and their lack of logic and any real thinking. Like, can you just try to use your little pea brain every once in a while to do something other than blame somebody that you've never met for every problem that's ever happened in this country. Racism didn't start and end with Donald Trump. There's still Mexican kids being held at the border in cages just under Joe Biden now. So I don't really know why it is we can't shift. And that's one of the biggest problems I had with people wanting to vote for Joe Biden and wanting to vote for Hillary Clinton was I knew that as soon as that happened, as soon as they got somebody in that wasn't Donald Trump, then they were going to go back to ignoring these things that they claim to care so much about. Mexican kids or kids being held in cages at the borders was supposed to be one of the biggest concerns for people. And now that's still happening 40-some days in, and they'll make excuses for why. Well, Joe Biden just got in office. Well... He said day one he was going to start working on that. So we're at day 40-something. How long does it take for him to get something done? And I know he has those new facilities that are basically trailers, but they're still keeping kids locked up at the borders. So I don't really know exactly what it is they think is supposed to happen or how this is supposed to happen. But I also said that I wasn't going to be the person that was constantly talking about Joe Biden. I was going to let him do what he has to do. So I'm keeping my mouth shut for the most part on those things. Every once in a while, I'll share an article just to make sure everybody stays quote unquote woke. But suddenly woke doesn't really matter when you've got Pepe Le Pew out there raping other cartoons, which is another thing, when Mr. Potato Head is still Mr. Potato Head and hasn't been turned to just Potato Head now, and Mrs. Potato Head also can't be Mrs. Po it's like, can you all just stop? Just get over yourselves. Why does everything have to be a thing on either side? Then there was a Dr. Seuss books, which that was a decision that was made by the people, the Dr. Seuss estate. They decided that they didn't want those particular books to run anymore, and so those books aren't running. They haven't been canceled. Nobody canceled them. It was just a decision that they made. Same with Mr. Potato Head. Well, Potato Head, whatever it is it's called now, I don't know if it's called something different or if they just said that that's what they were going to do or that's just something they were doing to be more inclusive, but... Whatever, if that's what they decide to do, then that's what they decide to do. If they want to pay for repackaging, rebranding, then do what you have to do. I, I'm so tired of people not only getting upset because I don't really care what other people get upset about, but the fact that we're all supposed to have opinions on things. The fact that we're not considered good people if we're not taking stands against things that we don't really care about. I haven't played with the Mr. Potato Head since I was a kid anyway, so what do I care what's happening with Mr. Potato Head? Why would that even be a concern for me? Same with Dr. Seuss. When I was younger, I remember I would read Dr. Seuss books in the dentist office, 
And I always liked reading Dr. Seuss books because I like wordplay and I like rhyming. And so that just has always worked really well for my brain. So I used to like that. And I'm not going to say that I didn't. But really, what's to be so upset about? Why is everybody so wound up about everything? I've been listening to more of the stuff that I've been listening to and finding a better place in my own life. And I went ahead and mopped the other day. Last episode, I was talking about how I needed to clean my floors and I cleaned my floors and did a really good job of it. And I like the way my apartment's looking and I have been doing dishes, you know, after I eat all the time now. So dishes aren't piling up in any way. And I like that that's good progress and I'm still working on my body. I think I may have developed a hernia, but that's just going to have to wait for right now. But And please don't. I know some people would be concerned or whatever, but don't bombard me with messages about how I need to take care of myself. Because I do a lot to take care of myself, but just for now, that's going to have to wait because it's just not top priority. I, I read up on hernias and how they work and what the deal is, and so... We're just going to have to ride this one out for a little while because that's where it's at. And I don't have time to take off right now and it's not giving me a problem. And I've read that a lot of hernias, they just don't want to do anything about them right now anyway because of COVID and whatever else. So I'm not going to make that the center of my life. I also got tested for all STDs, STIs not too long ago. Everything came back negative, and to tell you the truth, even I was surprised. I made a joke about it the other night at the show because it was like, I felt like, are you sure you don't want to check that again? Because I have been doing a lot of things lately. But turns out everything is on the up and up on this end, which, like I said, I was surprised, but at the same time, not really too surprised because, I don't know, I just have a sense about these things. I am, I'm really just in a different place right now than a lot of people are and it's finding that comfort zone where you don't really care and then at the same time there's certain things that do get on your nerves because you're human that's a balancing act in itself because sometimes when you're thinking a certain way it's just hard to relate to people and hard to sympathize with people when you feel like all the stuff that they care about is either trivial or they don't really care about. It's more like lip service. And that gets a bit tiring when you're just constantly seeing people spin their wheels because maybe their lives are empty in different ways. And that's not meant as an insult, but I'm just beginning to feel like a lot of people, even though they're in relationships and have children and grandchildren in some cases, pets supposedly full lives, careers, jobs, they still just find these things to complain about that I don't really know why you would concern yourself with that in the first place. I've never been one to really worry about cancel culture. It's, yeah, it was an enemy of mine for a while there in the way that I had to deal with it all the time. But even then, I wasn't constantly like, cancel culture and this person, that. And there was, I guess, a short period where I was a little more vocal about that stuff. But anymore, I just feel like, okay, well, if you notice the pattern and you really pay attention to quote-unquote cancel culture, you notice that everything that they get upset about 
they burn out about in a couple of days anyway. So why give them that much of your time and your energy when if you're a happy person or a person that's at all living a good life, there's really nothing to worry about there. There's nothing to think about. It's It doesn't matter. I don't know why people are always looking for some sort of meaning and things that really don't affect them. It's constantly something to protest and something to, and it changes so often that it, you feel like this isn't even a real thing for you. So why is it a real thing for me or why am I going to try to make it real for you? Because me responding, that's all it does is it makes it real for people because now if I would respond to it, then they have one more person that they can look at as an enemy and then that reinforces the fact that something needs to be done about this. And I really don't feel like it. I've been journaling as far as dream journal I pay attention to what's going on in my dreams and that's something I've been doing on and off but lately I've been getting better about sticking to it sometimes something will happen where my phone will ring and so that'll wake me up out of my dream and then I have to tend to that you know and I forget what it was because I don't know if you guys have noticed that if you do dream journaling but if you don't write it down right away then a lot of it gets lost and then you don't remember. There's stuff where I'll write it down in the middle of the night because I'll wake up and have to pee and be like, oh, yeah, this is what happened in my dream and that's what happened in my dream. And so I'll write it down really fast. And most of the time I'll write it in a way where I can read it. Sometimes it looks like a doctor scribbled a prescription. So then I can't make anything out of that. But a lot of times when I'm able to write everything down, I'll look at it later and I'll be like, I would have totally forgot about that detail or I barely even remember that was a thing. So, you know, I stay on top of that. But that's to do with my own thinking and actually what is occurring in my own subconscious and what it is I'm having to address in my sleep, which really I should be asleep right now because I woke up at 9 a.m., which I'm thankful for, 9.30, and it's now 11 or so, and I'm feeling pretty tired, so I think I'm going to go to sleep and then finish this episode when I wake up. And I'm back and did kind of a lot of stuff, to tell you the truth. Not only made it to go to sleep, because that's really important to me. I know it probably sounded silly that I stopped recording my podcast in the middle of doing it because all of a sudden I was like, I got to go to sleep. It was I'm really getting on a good schedule right now. And I told you guys I wanted to be more of a day person. and I wasn't minding the way things were working because that's the way that they were working out best for a minute there. But now I want to try to sleep on more of a regular schedule. I like this time of year. Spring is my thing. <laughs> Spring is my thing. But it really is. And so I want to be able to be up during the day so that I could walk Bijou because it's that perfect time of year where we can go out in the sun and Bijou's little paws don't burn. And my sleep is an important thing. Even though lately, I don't know if Bijou has been having dreams about running somewhere or if she's just maybe having nightmares. I don't know what's going on with this little dog, but she kicks me in the chest almost nightly right now. And there's a part of me that gets extremely annoyed by it, 
there's a bigger part of me that thinks it's the cutest thing in the world. So it's always going to be a struggle to me and Beige. I love my Beige so much, but we go through it all the time. We're like a married couple and <laughs> she does work my nerves though when she kicks me in the middle of the night because I'm just like, why am I waking up? And then I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'm waking up because I have a small dog that loves to kick me in the middle of the night for no apparent reason. And so it is what it is. But Bijou is my little buddy. So it's not like she's going anywhere. This little dog, I swear, she has way too much confidence. She knows. I know they say dogs don't know certain things, but this little dog knows that I am wrapped around her little paw and she will always get away with whatever she wants to do. But she doesn't break the rules, you know. She doesn't go potty in the house ever. And she doesn't chew my stuff up. And she's such a good baby that it's like, really? For the trade-off of getting kicked in my chest at, in the middle of the night by a chihuahua that's seven pounds and not big enough to actually hurt you? It just gets on your nerves. She really doesn't do anything bad at all. But what I was trying to get to when I was talking about, like, my friend Zorba and chiming in just to wrap that up because I know I didn't fully wrap that up. Here's the thing. This is the thing that makes me hate social media because people will try to argue with you about anything and I just don't have time for it. I don't want to be arguing with you endlessly. You didn't like the movie. I love the movie. Let's just call it even, okay? Your vote canceled out my vote. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to argue with me about it. You already made those points on your page. I don't know why you're so thirsty for extra attention or what it is you think you're accomplishing, but I'll tell you what you're accomplishing, and that's getting on my nerves. And no matter how long I've known you, this is the, the mistake a lot of people make with me. I will put up with certain people because I think they're entertaining on some level, but in a lot of cases, when people get on my nerves, they don't understand that there will come a point, no matter how well I know you, no matter how much I like you, where I will just block your ass if you get on my fucking nerves because I don't have time for it. And then I've had people say, well, I can still see your post because your posts are public. So all I have to do is go to another friend's whatever. Well, first off, you don't have a life if you're going to another friend's page to see what it is I'm saying. I don't know why you're so obsessed with what it is I say, but okay, I don't care. Because the thing you don't get is I know all of my stuff is public. I'm the one that lets it be public. I know I have the option of making things friends only, but I don't care. I, I know I also have the option of doing like a limited, limited audience where I get to pick who exactly sees it. I know these are all options. I've been on Facebook for so long that I know pretty much the way everything works on that site or that platform. But it's not about you seeing me. It's about me not having to see you. That's why I block people is because then I don't get to hear your comments. I don't have your smart mouth. I don't even know you exist anymore. So I really feel like people need to understand that no matter how much I like you, I'm not exchanging my peace for you. My peace of mind, you're not more important than that. That's why so often people think like, you know, oh, well, it's because you can't argue this or you don't have a defense to. Well, I don't need a defense to anything I say. I'm a grown man living in the United States of America. I'm an actual citizen. I was born here. So I can say whatever I want as long as it doesn't violate Facebook's terms of service. And there's no consequence to it. I just said it. It doesn't matter. I don't know why people can't get that. Like I scroll past people's 
opinions that I don't agree with all day, every day. That happens more times than you could probably imagine. And it doesn't bother me to do that. I choose not to. If you inspire me, I will put up a post that's the opposite of whatever you're saying or that makes a point that's counter to what it is you're saying. And every once in a while, I'll chime in if I feel like we could have a conversation that could be somewhat fruitful. But if the, most of the time, I don't even do that anymore. Most of the time, I just let everything go because... I don't really feel like spending a bunch of time arguing with somebody. You feel the way you feel. I feel the way I feel. That's it. That's what it is. You know, I really don't know what it is people think is supposed to happen there. I also have people do that to me. People that I've never met before. I'll comment on a friend's post. I'll comment meaning it for the friend that I'm actually commenting on the post of. And then some stranger that was a couple comments up will try to argue with me and it's like, yeah, I saw your stupid comment when I put my comment because I went through the comments before I posted mine and I chose not to engage you. So I don't know why it is you think that all of a sudden I'd want to talk to you. I don't care. I had a guy hit me up today and call me a snowflake and it was like, one, what is this, 2015? You're still calling people snowflakes? And the other thing was, we were actually discussing race because of the Meghan Markle situation, which, who knows, maybe I'll do a video on Meghan Markle, or maybe I won't. I don't know what I'm going to be feeling from one day to the next. I don't know what I'm going to be feeling from one minute to the next. You know, some of these things seem interesting to me at the time, and then I talk about them, I get them off my chest, and I'm like, okay, I guess I didn't need to do a video on that. And some people would say, well, don't you think you should save it for the content? No, not really, because if I don't feel it when I'm sitting in front of my ring light recording my video, then it's not there, and I'm not going to force it to be there. I don't force anything in my life. I know some people say you should, and maybe we'll get to that point eventually where I feel like I should too. But for right now, I just don't feel like forcing myself to do a lot of stuff. So I don't force myself to do anything. I go to the gym every day. I force myself to do that six days a week. I'm in the gym just like I should be. And boy, am I working out like I should be working out. I put a little uh, like story of me in my underwear today on Instagram. And that was cute. Um, a lot of people are responding to it in the DMs, but nothing creepy. Everybody keeps it respectful in the DMs. Occasionally, I'll get somebody saying, can I see an uncensored version of this? And it's like, yeah, you can definitely see an uncensored version of it. Send me money, actual money, not some little piddly amount like $10, $20. No offense to the people that send me $10, $20. I appreciate it. But if you want to see me naked, or you want to see an uncensored version of something I do, let's start at like 200 bucks. And I know you're going to be like, well, that's a lot. On OnlyFans, I can see. Yeah, I'm not on OnlyFans. That's the point. If you want to see it, then you got to make it worth it for me because it's, does me no, it's, it gives me no joy to just send a naked picture to you. I'll do it if I'm paid enough, but it gives me no joy. So it's not like, oh, I just love sending these out. I'm such an exhibitionist. No. I am a person that likes getting money. So if you send me actual money and it says, can I see an uncensored version? I'll either accept your offer or if I choose not to, if I'm like, yeah, I don't really feel like sending an uncensored or I don't have an uncensored version of that particular picture, then I'll just send you your money back. I'll deny it on Venmo, which is easy enough to do. 
I'll deny it on Cash App. I don't care. I'm not trying to swindle anybody out of anything. The other thing is sometimes I don't even have an uncensored version of that because I'll put the sticker on it in the app. And once you put the sticker on, unless you delete the sticker or save a version of it, which why would I do that? Yeah, I, I know what I look like naked. So I don't need to save one for myself that's uncensored. You know, it's not like I'm thinking about these things all the time in that way. I don't care. Everything can be a side hustle, though. That's one thing that I will tell you is everything can be a side hustle. So if I had some a heads up, then maybe I would do that. But outside of that, I'm not really messing. I don't care about anything in that in that particular way. I truly have reached an unbothered status on a lot of things and I don't know if people really get a full grasp of that I still see people occasionally trying to get my attention or trying to get on my nerves and it's like yeah I guess keep trying maybe it makes you feel good to do that I don't care what anybody chooses to do with their time how you spend your time is on you not me so there's that. There's other people that think I hate them, that I have no feeling about them, where I'm just like, yeah, I don't hate you. I just don't choose to hang out with you. There's some people that want to give me apologies about things that they've said or done in the past. And it's not like I don't forgive them. I'm not holding on to any anger. But sometimes I just feel like, yeah, I don't really need to talk to you anymore. Like that was a moment. You're right. We were friends for a while. We hung out for a while. We kicked it. I let you see what it was like to be my friend. And you loved being my friend to a point and then you decided to do something annoying or shady or whatever violation you found yourself guilty of and then I decided not to be your friend anymore and you for some reason thought maybe I was like your family in the way that I would be forgiving enough that I would put up with you but that's not something I even put up with from my family. I have family members that I choose not to talk to because they messed up one time and I'm just like yeah I don't really care and I don't want to repair that situation if I see you at a family function which I'm rarely at family functions but occasionally you'll catch me out there but if I see you at a family function and you want to say hi feel free to come up and say hi like I said I don't hate anybody but I'm not gonna be in the position where we're friends are on the phone I really do feel feel strongly about protecting your energy that's the only thing you have is your energy your life force and so everything else can kick rocks I just I care about building my audience right now I care about putting out content that I actually feel something for I care about making people happy when I'm on stage I care about working out like I'm supposed to. I care about my little dog. These are the things that I care about. I care about the positive influences online. Like all day long, if you notice, if you're a friend of mine online, even if you don't know me, know me, and you send me a, a direct message or you laugh at something on my stories or whatever happens, I you'll notice that I do respond. I don't always respond quickly, but that's because notifications get weird and I don't have push notifications on my phone because I decided those were a distraction. And I'm not always the fastest. I'm not going to pretend like I'm super fast about it, but I will always respond in some way because I appreciate people being positive and I want to be positive back. And I don't ever want to come off as... Oh, you can't get a hold of me. I'm so busy. But if we're being 100% honest, sometimes I am pretty busy. And there's times where I don't even talk to my best friend, which 
were best friends. Chris Doran, Renee, the East Coast bestie, other aka the East Coast bestie. Either of them, I don't always get back to, even though I'm best friends with them and I never mind talking to them, but I don't always get a chance to get back to them right away or within the day because I just have too much going on and I will also punish myself. I had a friend hit me up to find out if I was okay and I didn't mind them hitting me up to find out if I was okay, but I also felt like, yeah, I'm 100% fine. I'm just grounded right now because I ground myself. That's the way I've gotten a lot of things done. The other day, I did my friend Freddie's podcast, Thanks for the Invite podcast, TFTI. And you can find Thanks for the Invite on several other platforms. Um, I think they, I know Apple, you know, Apple podcast is one place you can find them. And there, like, I really did enjoy doing that podcast. But Freddie asked me how I was getting rid of stuff in my life. And I told him I'm just throwing things away and not really looking at them. You know, if it's not something that's gonna, that I need for like tax time or something like that, then I just throw it away and I don't really give it a lot of thought. It's like, okay, got rid of that, got rid of that. And I really feel good about that. But I also, another part of that strategy is I do ground myself. I'll be like, treat myself like a kid and be like all right you're not leaving this apartment until you finish these things these things have to get done today whether you want to do them or not so make these phone calls because sometimes it does have to do with taking care of phone calls sometimes it's filing things sometimes it's just cleaning out a closet the other day I cleaned out you know this basically I guess you would call it kind of a utility closet because it serves no real purpose other than just for storage. And I cleaned out that closet and cleaned the floor in there and made sure that I got rid of anything that I didn't need anymore that was in that closet. I gave some, you know, a few things to friends because there was a couple things in there that I was like, I'm never going to use this again. So let me get rid of that. But that's, a, you know, the way that I do it is I'll ground myself. I'll be like, these are the things you need to get done. And until you get these things done, you don't get to have any fun. Yeah, you can go to the gym because that's a part of the gym is my coffee. That's the other thing. And that's one of the places that I realize in the future when I'm in a relationship, I will not give that up and I will not be in a relationship because I get in these relationships and guys want to go to the gym with me because who could blame them? I am good at, but nobody's going to work out like I do. Like these people don't get it. I'm back at doing an hour of cardio. I know you, I told you guys just a couple weeks ago, but I also told you guys I can change my mind whenever I want to. So when are you going to accept that I'm erratic? You guys, when are you going to accept that? I just decide to do things and I make changes and they're good changes. So don't give me a hard time about this. You're not my new relationship. Botherinas. I've been with you for a while. You know how this works. So I've gone back to doing an hour of cardio. I'm watching my eating. I've been lifting weights like I'm supposed to. I got a goddamn hernia because of it, which I don't mind. I'm going to work around that for as long as I can because I just don't want to go into surgery. And I know a lot of you are going to be like, oh, no, you don't want to go. Okay, okay, 
I get it, all right? I've had a couple things done in my life. They've been elective surgeries. But you know what? I always plan those out too. So you're not going to tell me what it is I am and am not going to do around this camp unless you want to send me money. And that's going to be real money because I got to take time off. And who knows what it costs to repair a goddamn surgery. I can tell you how much it costs to get a fucking new nose. I'll tell you that. But I can't tell you how much it costs to get fucking hernia surgery. So who knows what? what that's going to cost. And yeah, I'm not going to come to you guys on some GoFundMe shit, but I mean, like, if anybody wants to send me, let's start at five grand. <laughs> if anybody wants to send me five grand, Tyravera-comedy is what that is on Venmo, and Tyravera is what that is on Cash App. So if you send me $5,000, then you have a right to be like, when are you going to get your hernia taken care of? And you know what? If you send me $5,000, I might have an answer for you. But if you don't send me $5,000, you shut your little trap and you let me tell you when I get that done. Maybe I'll do a YouTube video about it. Maybe I'll have somebody chronicle the whole goddamn thing. Who knows what I'll do? I get more and more loose on these platforms every goddamn day because what am I saving it for? I'm not getting any younger. But yeah. I don't want to hear anybody with their, I'm so concerned. Do you know what concern comes in the form of for me? Dollars and cents. That's when I know you're concerned. Other than that, it's lip service bullshit and keep it pushing, bitch. I shouldn't have called you guys bitches. I, I, I apologize for that. But technically, I only said bitch one time. Like, I didn't say a plural, bitches. I said bitch. And so, really, if you that bitch, then you that bitch. You stay in your feelings because clearly I was talking to you right there and only you. And if you weren't that bitch, you're not that bitch. So don't worry about it. There's nothing to be in your feelings about you guys. This is me talking in general. You think I'm thinking about you specifically? Besides, any one of you that actually would give me $5,000 clearly isn't the bitch I'm talking to. You are a good friend and I will keep you posted on when I get my surgery for my hernia scheduled I'll, I'll let you I'll let you how about we make that the patreon <laughs> I'm still not on patreon I want to but also I feel like right now I'm giving everything away and why not do it this way why not just give everything away pump out as much stuff as I can possibly pump out see how that ends up working out and yeah I built my patreon like technically my patreon is ready to go but I'm giving everything away right now, and I feel like once it creates enough value where I feel like, all right, now we're going to have a great audience, which thank you to the friends that have sent me money anyway. But, you know, even that, uh, you notice I'm not always trying to fucking hustle, you guys. You think I'm seriously asking for $5,000? But if somebody were to send me $5,000, I'd be very appreciative, and I would get my fucking hernia surgery scheduled. I'm sure that $5,000 should cover it. I'll go to an outpatient facility. You know, there's there's always ways to get things done. Who knows? I might even have a friend that's a doctor that'll do it for me. I'll give them the 5000 I don't fucking know. I, I never know anything until I ask. And, you know, I get so many things done for free and so many things done as favors just because, and not even favors, it's just people 
like me. That's one of the things. People would swear I'm an unlikable person, but I sure do get a lot of stuff taken care of to be an unlikable person. I sure do have a lot of people that are willing to help me out with a lot of things to be such an unlikable person. And I don't make any false claims to anybody or, you know, I don't try to... Like, I don't have time for that. You know, like I see people all through my life. I've been seeing people run different cons and different scams and stuff like that. And when I see people doing that stuff, I'm always like, did you ever think about just asking somebody for something? Or did you ever think about just being honest and saying that this is what I need to do? Because it seems like you're going through a lot of motions and it seems like you're also burning a lot of bridges. And it seems like you're also creating really bad karma for a lot of things that I think people are usually perfectly willing to help out with. And when I get things done for me, I don't really feel any way about that because I am a true pay it forward person. As much as, again, people that don't know me would like to be like, oh, he's like this and he's like that. It's like talk to any one of my friends, anybody that actually knows me, even like acquaintances. I've given so much money to people for their projects, especially before the shutdown happened, even when the shutdown was happening, when people were, you know, putting on Facebook, because I had friends, have friends that weren't getting any money, no, nothing was coming in, no other streams of income, everything just stopped for them. And they would be comics that had day jobs and their day jobs stopped and they weren't able to do dates, you know, because we weren't able to go travel and clubs were shut down and social distancing was making it so even if they were allowed to open, some places couldn't open or couldn't afford to pay us. That's something I've talked about on this podcast. There's a lot of places that I've worked in the past that right now I literally cannot go work for them because they're just not offering enough money. And I would do it just to help them out because a lot of these clubs that I work for are smaller clubs and they've always done their best to support me. So if I could afford to just take the trip and do it, but I just can't work at a loss right now either. I'm going through what a lot of people are, you know, and thank you, like I said, to everybody that's ever sent me anything. I do appreciate you. But what you have to know about that is I will buy people CDs. I will, if somebody, like pre-pandemic, people would be like, I'm going on tour. If anybody can send anything my way, I will not only share that, I'll also send them money. At times when I haven't been able to send money myself, I've shared it and then other people that know me have helped them out. So indirectly, I'm helping. And so I'm really good about paying stuff forward and being able to, or helping people out in the ways that I can help out and always thinking about you know, what it is I can do. And, you uh, you know, you're right. Um, sometimes I'm not able to do the most. But if I can send you $20, that's $20 closer to your dream than you were yesterday. And you find 10 other suckers like me that'll send you $20. That's $200 right there. So you close to, you know, you're on your way. You're $200 closer to whatever it is you were trying to get to because me and nine other suckers decided to send you some money. So learn how to do shit. That's what I do. You know, when I need to do something, I'll hit people up and be like, here's the service I can offer. Here's what I can do for you. If you can afford it, then please help me out. If you can't, no problem. When I was doing my CD, when I was selling my CD, I would hit people up and some people would tell me that they were going through a hard time and this was what was 
going wrong in their life. So they would like to send me money, but they couldn't send me money. Well, guess what? I know I'm going to make that money anyway, so I can't send you a CD, but I can send you a digital download of my album and hopefully that brings you some cheer in your life and makes you laugh a little bit because i know that on the other side i'm gonna make enough money that it's cool so you know i'm not like i hate those people i hate the takers in life that's one of the things that i've always been very clear about and i don't ever want to be that person the people that just take 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 and never give anything back you've got to give stuff back you've got to be willing to pay it forward or else you fuck up your own karma and i am very big on karma also is not even just about karma in the way like the the superstition or the idea of karma for me it's just a part of the way the world works it's a part of the way that the universe works is you get what you put in and if you're only taking then you're not gonna you're gonna jam things up and that's not the way things work you got to be a part of the flow and not a bottleneck necessarily if that makes sense but it is what it is and so i don't have time to tell everybody how great i am you either know me or you don't and that's um yeah you know it's it, it's exhausting sometimes dealing with people because people have this idea of you that they they get from social media or like, you know, I mean, he's not open to other people's ideas. Well, actually, if you talk to me in real life, you'll notice that I give my ideas probably less than most people you know. It's what it is because I have this podcast so this whole hour that I do on the podcast if you haven't noticed it's all me talking so after I'm done with this I feel like I've talked enough about my opinions that I can just be quiet and listen to other people's opinions because not everybody gets an hour a week where they just get to completely voice their opinions and vent then I also have my videos that I do when I feel like there's a topic that I need to talk about. And I see my friends waiting for it sometimes when we're in a social setting and somebody will mention something that's opposite of my thinking. I'll see my friends look at me for a reaction because in their heads, I know that they're thinking, I know he doesn't agree with what this person is saying right now. And they're right. I don't agree with what that person is saying right now. But I don't confront them or say anything about it because for me, I just feel like, yeah, okay, well, that's another way to look at it. And what am I going to be so offended about? I will tell you what I was annoyed about tonight. One of my friends took me out to dinner because we've been trying to hang out for a while. A straight friend, his name's Landry. He's a really funny comedian and we live very close to each other. So um, we've been trying to hang out forever and he hit me up earlier today and he was like, hey, why don't we go to dinner? And so I was like, okay. And we decided on Greek food. I wanted to have a gyro salad. And we went to this restaurant. And a gyro salad, if you're not familiar, is usually a Greek salad. And then they just add gyro meat to it. So we go to this Greek restaurant and they don't have gyro. Now, what kind of Greek, you know, which gyro is like the lamb's bean? And it's seasoned a particular way. And then you get it with tzatziki. Their tzatziki wasn't good. They didn't have lamb. They had beef or chicken, which I'm like, beef or chicken? Whose wedding am I at right now? Beef or chicken? What are we talking about? And then they they put your salad together at like a subway type setup is what it looks like, you know, where they just ask you what you want. And I'm like, 
Greek salad comes with particular things. I do not decide what's on a Greek salad. You're supposed to just do your little magic, grab the feta cheese, grab the... Uh, and here's the thing that was annoying, too. I asked for olives because, you know, they're doing the thing. And they're like, it's a dollar extra for olives, which we got the olives. But at the same time, I was like, Greek salad just has olives in it. That's part of the Greek salad. What are you even talking about right now? A dollar for... Anyway, it was very disappointing. And, it, like... Never mind. Let's not even fully go into it because there were a lot of things that pissed me off about that little situation. My company, though, was not at all a bad experience. Landry's great. We definitely had good conversation and the salad was a salad. I, I don't want to sound ungrateful because Landry treated, but at the same time, it's... I really want and their tzatziki was watery which I, like I know I that's my favorite salad I have gotten because of the way I work out lamb's meat is some of the best meat that you can get it's the best and it's so flavorful you know when they do it the way they do it for gyro and then Greek salad altogether just the way that the carbs work out it's all just so good for you and so it's a salad that for the last 10 years now I've had so many euro salads because it feels almost like cheating to me and then tzatziki also because it's Greek yogurt it's 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 perfectly allowed and so it feels like I'm having a cheat meal but I'm not having a cheat meal at all it's just a lot for my senses and so it's really really something that hits the spot so I know what Greek salad is supposed to be but this place clearly didn't. And they're claiming to be a Greek restaurant. Well, you're not a Greek restaurant. So I'm not going to go on Yelp and say anything because I'm not trying to hurt anybody's business. But at the same time, I do feel like get your shit together. Learn how to make a Greek salad and also sell Euro if you're really supposed to be a Greek spot. I swear you have one job. You're a Greek restaurant. You have one job, learn how to do it. But it is what I've been having. If anybody knows of a good Greek spot in Las Vegas, please do tell me. And not anything on the strip. I know I'm being picky right now. But if you spend any time in Vegas, if you are familiar with Vegas, you know that you don't want to be on the strip if you don't have to be. So I'm not trying to just go anywhere. Somewhere off the strip. I don't mind if it's east of the Strip, west of the Strip, Summerlin. I don't really care. I just want an actual good Greek spot that I can go and get a Euro salad. Because the last time we tried, it just didn't work out. I went with John Carden to some spot and they kept us waiting forever. And it wasn't good when it got there. It was very run-of-the-mill and basic. Also, if you know of a spot that's Greek and has Saganaki as an appetizer, I would prefer that they light it at the table for me. If they don't light it at the table for me, I guess I can live with that. I've had to live with that before, but it really is part of the experience. They light it on the, they light it on fire. They say "opa," and then they put the fire out with lemon, and it's such a good. That's my favorite greek appetizer i swear it's the absolute best greek appetizer in the world 
But yeah, so these are the things that I'm looking for in my life right now. A good Greek salad. I've got a cute puppy laying next to me right now. She decided that she was done eating, so now she's laying next to Daddy. Oh, this little dog just doesn't disappoint me. Oh, I love her so much. But yeah, so it is what it is. Life is what it is. I, I got to tell you guys, I don't have a lot of complaints right now. Today was a bit of a shitty day in certain ways, I guess. But I also read um, or one of the things I hate to beat you guys over the head with Florence Scovel Shin. But one of the things that she always reminds you is um, what is it? Don't. It's like don't. It's like a way of saying don't hate the uneventful day, you know, or be grateful for the uneventful day, something like that. And, you know, it's basically just don't hate some days for just being what they are. Some days are great days. Some days are terrible days. And some days are just kind of days that you do the things that you have to do and they're the stepping stone to the next day and today was one of those days and I think I was being impatient with that and I haven't snapped at anybody it hasn't been like a day where I've taken that feeling out on the world it's just one of those days where I feel like you know like it just it could have used a bit more pizzazz that's all it was. But yeah, what I was saying about when I meet these guys that want to go to the gym with me and that kind of stuff, I'm not going to let that happen anymore because what happens is I don't get to work out like I need to work out. And the other thing that's with me and working out is how other people are like, I need my Starbucks. I need to have my coffee. Don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. That's me, but with the gym. And once I've done cardio, because, you know, lately I've been breaking it up where I'll go do cardio and then I'll do abs and I'll do most of abs because, you know, abs is four different parts. I do four different variations of abs, 100 rep repetitions of each variation. And so I'll do 300 after I do my cardio, which is an hour of cardio and then I'll do 300 of the repetitions of abs, um, so three different variations. And then I'll do the final variation when I come back to do weights. Lately, I've been leaving, and then I'll come back and do weights maybe an hour or two. After I walk Bijou is the way that it usually works. Is I'll come home, I'll walk little Snoopy. If I'm feeling it, I'll eat something here at home. Then I'll make my way back to the gym do 100 reps which is my last variation which that one gets broken up into five sets of 20 and that's the hanging leg raises which is completely you know you're holding your body up sort of like you're gonna start a pull-up and then you lift your legs and do and so that one's especially hard and I have to use paper towels so my hands don't get any more callous than they already are and, you know, so 20 sets of each of those. And then I do my actual weights, which usually takes about an hour, depending on what I'm working on. And so, um, but the, th the point of that is I can talk to people and I feel like I'm ready to deal with the world after I do cardio. But before I've done cardio, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to look at anybody. And my ex didn't used to get that because I would get really grouchy when like 
if something happened, like say I'd been listening to loud music the night before in the car and then I woke up and I'm getting ready to go to the gym and he's getting ready to go with me or he's going with me. So he's in the car and then I turn on the ignition and you know how there's that pause real quick and it's silent and then all of a sudden music comes blaring out. I would get like, yeah, fuck that. And I turn it off and then he'd get mad, like not get mad, but just get like, why are you so grouchy? And it's like, just leave me the fuck alone, you know, which I wouldn't tell him that. I'd always be like, you know, oh, I just hate when my radio turns on. And he's like, well, why don't you remember to do it the night before? Yeah, well, why don't you fuck off? Which I wouldn't say that either. Instead, I'd just be like, yeah, I guess I need to. But in my head, I felt like, why don't you fuck off and just let me go to the gym? But almost every guy I've ever dated has thought that I was doing something at the gym, like hooking up with people. And the truth is, back in the day, I did used to be hooking up with people at the gym. The gym is one of my spots when I... Because here's the deal. I won't talk to anybody, flirt with anybody while I'm on the gym floor doing what I need to do. I'm all business when it's at. I'm just doing that. But sometimes if I'm really feeling myself and I'm being whatever you want to call it, you know, um, frisky, I guess you can say, then I'll be like, after I'm done working out at the gym, I'll be like, all right, I'll go to the, you know, working out on the gym floor. Then I'll be like, all right, I'll go to the showers. And then, you know, I'll go to the showers and somebody will flirt because you're naked in the showers. And so somebody will flirt and then I'll kind of flirt back and then, We'll go to the lockers and then there we'll usually set up a like, you know, I'll be like, you want to come by my place or, you know, they'll ask me if I want to go by their place. And if we're both down, then we're both down and we end up hooking up. So back in the day, yeah, but when I'm dating somebody, I'm not trying to hook up at the gym, especially when people that I date go to the gym with me. It's like that just seems awkward to be whatever it is what it is and i'm not going to try to prolong this you guys i think we've all gotten to hear and see where i'm at at this point so i hope you guys all like this episode and if you didn't well if you did or if you didn't stay unbothered <laughs>